0: Welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker here. I've got another great topic for you today. Um, the topic today is how to keep your Christian values, even though you've been put in a situation where people are not pastor really acting as Christians should act. Yes. We so um, welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels uh,
1: Thank you as always, it's great to be here It's always a pleasure to have an opportunity to share with uh, our members, our friends And those who are listening about how, what we can do to improve our lives And uh, I think it's a great topic today Because uh, oftentimes uh, as Christians and just as people in general uh, You know, we kind of find ourselves in situations where um The environment that we find ourselves in is not always uh, a place where we would want to be, you know. And so sometimes you feel compelled to compromise your Christian values or compromise your moral values just so you can assimilate and be like other folk are. But, you know, one thing my mother taught me a long time ago, you know, she would always say things like, you know, you know, if I'm saved, I can walk into a nightclub saved. I can enjoy being in the nightclub and I can still come out saved.
0: <laughs> because, <laughs> right.
1: Because I'm not going to lose who I am or what I am, you know, just to conform to what other think people think I ought to be.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, so let's talk about that um, more in depth of the nightclub scenario, because there's a lot of uh, saints out there that basically, um, lack of better words, condemn... People who go to the club, they go to the church Mm -hmm. and they, you know, you, you get baptized, you get saved again, but then you don't quite leave the club, but then they're always looking down on you because you go to the club or, or you're going to functions where other people are there. How do we handle that?
1: Well, you know, and again, what you're saying is, is, is true. It's true. And, but it's also in some, some ways hypocritical. Let me say it this way, because there are a lot of people that, um, Uh, are in the church, but will condemn other people for going to a nightclub or going to a comedy club or even going to the beach, you know, because they say, well, now you're wearing skimpy clothes and that kind of thing. Right. Um, but those same people will go to a sporting event. And, and here's how I look at it. If I go to a football game, there are cheerleaders there that wear skimpy clothes. Right. So right. they're showing themselves. Also, when I go to a football game, uh, most a lot of the people there are drinking. And so there's alcohol at the football game. If I go to the football game, there are people using profanity because they're cursing at the referee, they're cursing at the <laughs> right. players, they're cursing at the opposing fans. Right. Right. So you have people that are there that are trying to uh, pick up other folk at the game. You know, they're, they're flirting and all those kind of things. So if I look at it and I compare, no one in the church ever says, you shouldn't go to a football game. <laughs> In fact, I have seen churches where they will actually have Jersey Day, so everybody wears their team jersey. So when you really break it down uh, and think about it, everything that happens at a football game happens at a nightclub. I mean, if I weren't, if I were not to tell you I'm at a sporting event and just ex- describe what was going on, that's right, you wouldn't know where I was at. Because at a club, you have people that are drinking, you have people that you know are flirting, you have people that may be using profanity, uh, and so it's a, it's the same kind of environment. It's, it's not like the people at football games are all saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, there are just as many sinners there as anywhere else. So it's not the environment. It's what's in you and how you handle yourself and how you maintain yourself. So I would say the primary thing to people is you have to understand that you can maintain your principles no matter what environment you're in. Uh, You know, similarly, you know, I've had folk um, uh, tell me, you know, different scenarios about can you do this and can you do that and can you do this. See, I don't think God is upset with me. Based on the things that people are upset with me for doing Mm -hmm. Um, Because uh, For Give you another example Uh, Let's say that I have a birthday party for my Five-year-old grandson Well, well, actually my grandson is eight years old now But let's say I have a birthday party for him And at the birthday party um, You know, someone says, oh, you know We're having a great time So they grab him by two hands And they just, you know, swing him around and dance with him Right Is anybody going to say anything negative about that? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's perfectly fine. Right. Well, if or if I dance with my mother, let's say in the backyard at her, you know, birthday. I won't say how old she is, uh, right. but 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 how many years young she is. Let's say I dance with her in the backyard at a cookout. Right. Nobody's going to say, oh wow. He, Look at that sinner dancing with his, you know, his mother right, in the right. backyard. Well, what's the difference between what I do and just the environment I do it in? So, you know, whether I'm in the backyard or whether I'm in a club. Now, I'm, not, I'm not advocating going to the clubs. I'm just saying what I do is no different.
0: Right. But well, what but I guess why? Why do you think, Pastor, that? Um, church members or the the people sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost go to that that's their go to thing. Where you know they're at the club and or they're they're singing in church in the choir. But I see them in the club on Saturday night, so they have a issue with them. Why do you think that's always like one of those things that just they u- utilize? I think a lot of it is because we fail to really
1: understand God, and we certainly don't always understand the Scripture. You know, I mean, bottom. Line. You know, uh, for example, um, let, let's consider the thing that the scripture says that the Lord um, does not like. Okay. Now, the, the Bible said there, 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 there's, there's some things that the Lord does not like, and, and then there's one thing that he actually hates. And that thing that he abhors the most is lying lips. Now, nowhere in that um, in in that that group of things does it say anything that deals with drinking. And again, I'm not advocating drinking. I'm just saying it doesn't say he hates people that drink. It doesn't right. say he's upset with folk that dance. It doesn't say any of that stuff. It does say lying lips. He has great difficulty with. Now, some of those same folk that will be upset because you may go to a comedy club will lie. A hundred times in a day And think nothing of it And that's why I say I think it's kind of hypocritical And I think the, the reality is Is that um, not One sin is no greater Than the other sin And so the issue is not um, Whether or not I go to a club Or whether or not I go to a football game Or whether or not I go to Las Vegas Or whatever It is how do I carry myself When I get there Do I carry myself in a way That suggests that I am saved do I carry myself in a way that suggests that I don't
0: even have a clue who God is? Right. It's, it's just amazing how you mentioned the, the lying lips, and you really think about it like— that's one thing that, that usually sets people off. Mm-hmm. You know, the first thing is, I can't believe he lied on me. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if if it's in the Bible that like one of the main things he dislikes, just imagine how you can, everybody understands being lied on. Cause everybody's, if you've lived, you've right. been lied on. And you also understand how you felt, Right. you know, how you, that feeling it was when you knew somebody lied on you and then the person telling you believed it. Absolutely. You
1: know, see, the other thing, too, I think it's, it's because we have a lack of understanding of the God that we serve. And I really mean that. And here's why I say that. If you examine the the, the, the laws that govern behavior, um, which are found in the Old Testament, and, and if you look at how Jesus looked at the application of the laws, what you find is, is that all of the laws are geared to behaviors that do harm tea to, to one another, and so the way the way the Bible puts them is that there are two different distinctions. One is there's a set of laws that govern how uh, my relationship to my heavenly Father is right, and that those laws suggest that He should always be first and foremost in my life and my thoughts and everything. And the other set of laws deal with how I deal with my fellow man, right? So the question we have to really ask ourselves is simple: Is what I'm doing harmful to my fellow man? I mean, that's really the barometer we should look at. Am I hurt? My fellow man Now if I lie to you about something right. I'm harming you right. If I go to the club I, I didn't harm you Because right. it doesn't affect you one bit If I go to the club <laughs> But it does affect you if I lie to you So I think that's why Our father says That's you know that's why he, he, he does it that way In fact here's what Jesus said what well, the scripture says in general, Je- well Jesus said this The greatest commandment is you love uh, our God with all our mind, body, heart and soul He says the second is likened to the first That you love your neighbor as yourself He said if you do this you have done well So, so the key is love In fact the Bible clearly says that all the prophet and all the law was written for one reason That we would learn to love one another We get so caught up in um, the 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 way the laws
0: are written that we forget why they are written. Yeah, and then also we forget. The most basic thing that the law even existed, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, you know, you go throughout life um, constantly and then you forget what the, what the laws are, the basic laws. We more focused on, you know, what the speed limit is versus on how you're treating your neighbor.
1: Right, and I'll say, I'll take it a step further. We'll focus on laws that don't exist. <laughs> we'll focus on laws that we made up. Right. You know, again, I'm not advocating anything. I'm not telling folk, rush out, you know, and, and go to a nightclub or rush out and go to a, um, a casino. That's not what I'm advocating. But what I'm saying is, is that there, there is no law that governs whether or not I should or should not dance. There is no law that governs whether I should or I should not, you know, go to a picnic in your backyard where you all are having fun. Yeah. There's no law that says, you know, I shouldn't do those kind of things. What, what, what the laws dictate is how I treat you when I'm doing those kind of things. So we have put laws in place. You know, we have said for reasons um, that, hey, uh, if you wear like I remember, you know, that people used to say, you know, if you wear red, if a woman wears red, that that meant she was a loose woman, you yeah. know, and so the Therefore, it was a sin. You can't come to church in a red dress. I mean, please let's let's be for real. <laughs> Do we we really think. That a woman in a white dress can't take it off just as fast as a woman in a red dress. Right, <laughs> you know, I man, right. that's, that's just crazy, right? You know, you know things like that. I, I recall um, when I was in my early 20s and I was uh, attending the church, and they um, frowned on us going to um, King's Dominion. Uh, excuse me, Bush Gardens. And the reason behind us not going to Bush Gardens is because it was owned by Anheuser Busch, and because Anheuser Busch, you know, made right. beer, don't go to Bush Gardens. Well, see, if I use that logic, I can't. Go to food line,
0: right.
1: because food line sells, sells beer. beer. Right. right. See, so, so that it was a law that they were laying out. There's nowhere in the Bible that makes zero sense. They frowned on us going to to the beach and actually told us not to go because if you do, you're going to be lusting after somebody. And the assumption is that if you wear a bathing suit, that's the only time I'm going to lust after you. And which, which is again crazy because I can tell you I have been at the movie theater. Where um, Denzel Washington was the the leading man, <laughs> and he was fully clothed, right? And women were lusting after him. That's and right. He wasn't at the beach. He wasn't even in person. Right. But they were lusting. So, and and truthfully, certainly the scripture does uh, say that we should not lust. You know, Jesus said, "If you do it, if you if you think it, it's just like doing it." So, uh, you know, I get that, but I you have to understand why and you know and what the context was of him saying that, because if I take that literally to every circumstance, that would mean that the average man and or woman should never go to the movie theater. Right. And they better turn the TV off. Are you basically won't be able to live. Well, the bottom line is simple, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, because there's no way you're going to go through life and your mind never wander. You know, you never see somebody and say, hmm, wow, yeah, that's a nice-looking individual. Right. I mean, that's just human nature. Um, and, and so, I mean, you don't have to dwell on it, obviously, but I'm right. saying it'll cross your mind. So uh, that's why I'm saying, I think— Sometimes we get someone hypocritical when we uh, presume that uh, people uh, have to live this stoic life where they have to be, you know, boxed in.
0: Some of the laws that people put out are not in the Bible. So I'm going to make a statement here. So do you think, um, I'll make a statement. I say it's due to addictive behavior. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things that maybe we put, as a law on ourselves like the no casino no going to clubs cuz alcohol is there mm-hmm. um lusting we if you look at the common denominator and all of that it's usually around something that could be addictive right so maybe that's what is that what the church is trying to get you to stay away from like it, cuz it's it has a possibility of being addictive so therefore those don't even go that down that road
1: well i've i've heard people use that argument I really have, but let me say this. Uh, chocolate is addictive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it so is.
1: so should I give up chocolate? You know, uh, again, see, Jesus put it in perspective. He said, nothing should go before, what, protecting my neighbor and, and, and honoring my God. And and so I don't care how much chocolate I eat, it doesn't adversely impact you, right. and I'm never going to put chocolate before my God. Now, I get, I get it, you know, I mean, sometimes if I am to become an alcoholic, it can pervert my, my thinking. I can begin to put alcohol before my God. I could put that before my wife and my children. And, and all those kinds of things. So I understand that concept. But all I'm saying is that um, just because it's a possibility that that happening doesn't mean I can't go to Food Line because they sell beer. <laughs> doesn't yeah. mean I can't go to Bush Gardens because, you know, a Bush makes beer. Right. You know, uh, it doesn't mean I can't go to Colorado because in Colorado, <laughs> marijuana is legal. <laughs> right. You, you know, right. but that's kind of like the concept. Doesn't mean I can't go to the beach just because someone else may have rape somebody don't mean I'm gonna rape somebody right. just because I see somebody you know in a string bikini that kind of thing and so see t- to me I think we, we kind of lose sight of, of where we are you know I can be a Christian I can flourish as a Christian regardless of my environment if I know who I am. And if I, dig, I, I do things based on how I am and, you know, and how I respond to things, you know, for example, there's some people that if I leave a $20 bill on the table, they're going to steal it. Right Okay how saved they are They gonna steal it Because that's a temptation That they can't deal with Right And then there's some people Who are not saved That won't steal it that's right. So the the thing is You have to know yourself And knowing yourself Should dictate how you do things So because of that I have to say to myself You know what I know what line That I need to not cross So I have to draw the line And say no matter what happens No matter where I'm at What their environment is This is a line That I'm not going to cross And I have to put it in my head And keep reminding myself Myself so I don't cross that line. If I'm too weak, you right. know, to to keep that commitment, then I cannot go.
0: So really, in a, in a nutshell, to walk in faith, you have to be somewhat strong and then also know yourself. Now, I'm going to bring up a scenario Let's say um, you've been saved for a while, and now you've got to move to Colorado, mm-hmm. and your job takes you there, where marijuana is legal. How does how should that person interact in that in a, s- a scenario like that? And how does the Bible look at drugs, so to speak?
1: Well, the the, the thing is this, is that um, the Bible does not make a reference to what we would call Illegal drugs And the Bible right. does make Several references to alcohol uh, But those references Are, are made in different uh, With different connotations Based on the circumstances Upon which they were given And I know this going to rub Some folk the wrong way But you know Sometimes honesty Oftentimes does You know And there are certain instances In the Bible Where it indicates That alcohol is bad And then there are certain things Where it says Alcohol is not bad Then there are certain cases Where it looks at You know The amount of the alcohol Is the problem Right Because the deal is They're looking at the circumstance Not just a a blanket thing You know And for example The scripture says You know Give um, uh, Strong drink to them That are about to perish That they may drink and remember their sorrows no more Okay so in that case It, it appears as if the, the Proverbs was suggesting that Alcohol in that standpoint would serve Kind of um, like An antidepressant you know that you Are sorrowful give them strong drinks So they will drink and remember their sorrows no more right. Okay so it advocates giving Then there's a place where The Bible says be not, be not Drunk with wine wherein is excess Which indicates what don't you know you shouldn't drink to excess you couldn't get you shouldn't get drunk for various reasons look look don't look upon the the wine when it is red You know So there are different things That go in tune with that But then there's an also in scripture Where um, Paul gives instruction And he says You know Drink a little wine For thy stomach's sake So it's as if They were saying It's okay to drink it For medicinal purposes it's, You know Depending on what the medicinal purpose was Right So then the question becomes Well Is it okay to drink wine For recreational purposes Well You know uh, You know that's, that's debatable It depends on your own strength But I'll say this That in uh, the gospel, uh, Jesus was attending a wedding feast, and the Bible says that he turned water into wine. Now, there are some folk that would say he turned water into grapefruit juice, but I mean, grape juice. And I say, well, I think people know how to spell grapes, you know. So if they meant grape juice, it would have been grape juice. Uh, And so the bottom line is simple, you know, he turned water into wine. In fact, um, the host said that most people serve good wine up front. Then they served the lesser wine in the end And he said, well, you have saved the best for last Which would indicate the best wine was what Jesus made And so, you know, of course, being an analytical guy like myself I would have to say then if he made wine that was better than the first group He made it with the intent of them to drink it you know That's what I would suggest uh, But again You know Your faith Dictates all that Kind of stuff So I'm, I'm saying Basically then We are the ones That set those rules You know Per se We set them We make them so difficult Now the Bible does say this Do nothing where about that Brother stumbleth, Right The Bible does say that You know Don't let your good Be evil spoken of And so I can understand Where people would say Listen If there are people That find drinking offensive As Paul said If you find it offensive you don't drink around them If there are people That find eating pork offensive You don't eat pork around them You know So the issue is I don't want to offend you Again you have to understand God And the issue is I don't want to do anything To offend you Or turn you away from God So whatever that might be I'm going to refrain from doing because I don't want to cause you harm
0: Yeah that makes uh, perfectly good sense And then also um, Not doing uh, the thing in excess Absolutely you know? So for that scenario Somebody going to Colorado If you haven't smoked a uh, Marijuana in your life And then you decide to, to try it But if you listen To what the Bible's basically saying Is don't do it in excess You know, In a nutshell You know And a, a little bit Hey well, no, no know, big deal
1: Again I, I I, I don't know. I'm just saying because the Bible doesn't mention it. There's no right. point. The Bible is silent on it, but there are people that would, would, would infer, you know, right. different things because of what it says. But here's, here's another point I'll bring out to you. For example, I suffer from, um, from, from uh, glaucoma, opening of glaucoma. Okay. Now, so if my doctor prescribed marijuana no one would get upset.
0: That's right.
1: Because they would say the doctor prescribed it. If I took it on my own, they would get upset. Yeah. Now explain to me the difference.
0: It yeah, isn't one
1: I, I know See yeah. <laughs> that's my point right So what they will be saying is It is not what you're doing It is why you did it For example Let's say um, um, I were to take Valium Because my doctor prescribed it mm. Nobody would get upset that's right. Let's say I took Valium Because I wanted to get high from them Right. Yeah. Then people get upset So again, my point is that we have to look at it in a context Because, you know, we try to look at it in a way that we can, um, I guess, um, find the negative And say you're a great sinner, you're this and you're that and the other thing You know, I, I, so I find it a little difficult in that That's why I, start, I say I think it's hypocritical for us to do certain things right. Because, you know, medicine, everything this, this is what, you know, one of my brothers would always say, my older brother The Bible says that everything on this earth, God created. And God looked at it and said it was good. Now, I don't know why he created all the chemicals he created, but I do know all the things he created is they they are good, we just don't always know what the real purpose of it was, right? So you know, I don't know if, if the real purpose of marijuana was to cure glaucoma. I don't know. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe, maybe that's why he created right. it. I don't know, but all but also the real purpose of marijuana, him creating it, might have been for something different. It may have may have been to relax people. You know, I I don't know. You know, because the Bible is silent on it. But my point is this: is that what we have to do is to You know, we have to, uh, as Paul said, Paul says, in understanding, excuse me, in malice, he says, in malice be ye children, in understanding be ye men. And Paul's point was listen, we got to stop playing games and we got to, you know, be realistic about how we carry ourselves. You know, rather than trying to always. Uh, blame people and dog people out and say they are wrong and it's the other thing and put these um, uh, shackles on folk, you know, that we ourselves cannot bear, you know, because some of the things that people try to make us do, they can't do themselves. So to me, it's simple is that if I go to Colorado, you know, if you smoke, I don't smoke. You know, I just that's not where I am, you know, in, 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 in my life. And that's not something that I practice. You know, I'm not saying I didn't try, but I haven't practiced it because it just not for me. Right. It wasn't for me. And so I, that was it, you know. So if I move to Colorado, I'm not going to smoke, you know. But if I go to your house and you smoke, I can't dictate to you what to do. Right. That's you know, right, right. and I'm not going to not be saved because I go to your house and you smoke. I'm still saved. Right. And I'm still I still know how not to get close enough so I get a contact. <laughs> <laughs> you know and right. so I can still go in the backyard and sit around and enjoy whatever we're doing and and have a good time and save going in and save going out cuz the key is I know what line I'm not going to cross right and and I'm not going to cross that line and you know for example um I went to um uh, California on a conference. Been a while back when I was still working for the federal government, and the the place that we had the uh, meeting rooms at, you could look out of the window, and there was a nudist beach. <laughs> yeah, a nudist beast wow. that you could actually see. And so one of the uh, conferees, one of the gentlemen who happened to be my counterpart at another office, uh, at the uh, Boulder, Colorado office, he said, Mike, come here. Because he knew that I was a you know minister. He said, come here. Right. I want to show you something. So he calls me <laughs> over <on> there <laughs> and points it out right. just to get my reaction. Right. you know. And of course, I, I look at the beast and I say... Mm. Some of those folk need to put their clothes on. <laughs> everybody can't walk around naked, <laughs> you, you know. Right. And so, you know, we laughed and he laughed and, you know, he told everybody else, if I could get a good laugh off of me. But my point is, is this is that just because I see a nude person doesn't mean I'm going to lust after them. Right. But see, our concept is that's what's going to happen. That's not accurate. You could see a nude person and not want to touch them. Yeah. you can see a beautiful woman and not want to touch her because you're married. Right. And so you can't just say one size fits all. You, I have to know what line not to cross. And my right. line is that if I go to a nude beach, I'm not going to lust after those women because I'm a married man, right. you know, and and, and, and and I didn't keep looking out the window like some of the other folk did. <laughs> you know, I went back and I sat down right. and I got back to business because right. that was a line that I wasn't going to cross, you know.
0: Right. And plus, it, it,
1: they didn't have nothing you ain't already seen before That's the bottom line And, and even <laughs> if it was Brand new to me I'm just You know what I mean right. That's a line I'm not going to cross You know I, I go to functions All the time with people When they invite me To functions And and sometimes They'll tell me up front But I just, just want you to know You know Brother You know I know you You're the pastor But you know I am changed. changed I almost still have This and that At the function right Well they're old friends of mine So I don't just not go Because they're doing Certain things But I know Before I get there I've already purpose in my heart Before I get there How I'm going to act Because what I don't want to do Is have my good evil spoken of You know I don't want to put a a, a bad light Upon the church Uh, Upon, you know, the God that I serve So I know what I'm going to do before I get there And when I get there, that's what I do Because I've already purposed to do that Also know how long I'm going to stay Because I know when things might start to get out of hand And so I make sure I'm going to go before they get out of hand And some of them may say, well, that's mighty hypocritical He shouldn't have went Uh, The Bible says, live in the world Just don't be of the world
0: uh, you can't get no clearer than that, you know, and um, I'm just letting, letting you know and the, the congregation you know, at this point in my life, I'll be staying to the end of the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, I I definitely understand what what you're saying and, and, um, and the whole scenario with, uh, Colorado and that's a, a, if they ever federalize the uh, legalization of marijuana, that's something that a lot of people, even business owners are going to have to deal with, Mm -hmm. um, and that's because it's a major ordeal that everybody's going to grasp because now you have got something that mm-hmm. a lot of people do is easy to get. And it's not like marijuana is hard to get. But now you got to put it on the same level as um, alcohol at you know, ABC store. So how is that going to work? And. And then there's a whole other uh, podcast conversation And what you're going to do to all the brothers that are in jail for marijuana charges and the people who got felony charges for due marijuana. to that. Well, you know, and you're right. But it's, I, I will even
1: take it another step. Like I told you, I have glaucoma in both eyes. OK, now here's the deal. My, my doctors have told me that marijuana will be better for me than the eye drops I take. Wow. So. But I, I mean, I don't do marijuana. I, right. I I do eye drops. But my point is, so it would be healthier for me <laughs> to take a natural substance right. than the eye drops. But again, I know how folk are. You know, if they saw me on the corner, <laughs> <laughs> they go, Pastor Daniel, you know, right, eat, right. oh my God, you know. But that I, you know. So and even if I, you know, because I can legally get a prescription. So even if I got a prescription and went and bought it legally. And came back and was utilizing it, I still know how folk gonna respond. Right. So therefore I don't I don't do it. I wouldn't do it. You know, so for me, even though, you know, I don't see it as a big issue, I've just drawn that line because I don't wanna cause people problems. So I'm saying that's to me ought to be the issue for for folk. I don't care where you are on your job. Same thing on your job. You may be on a job where the environment is not conducive for you to flourish on that job. Mm-hmm. Other folk might be, you know, stabbing people you know, on the back and, you know, stabbing in the back, all those kind of things so they can't progress. But as a Christian, we should just say, hey, I don't care what they're doing. This is a line I'm not going to cross, you know, no matter where you are, on your job, in your in your home, wherever you go. That's what I think. That's what we have to do so that we can allow our Heavenly Father to give us what we need so we can flourish, even though the environment we're in may not be one that's conducive to our, our, our benefit.
0: Yeah. And then one thing's for sure. When you know what you don't know and then you finally know it, Mm-hmm. it's on you at that point right absolutely it's on you and, and no one else um can control what what you do is mm-hmm. is he's you know, God gave you the a good guide in the Bible to be able to follow the, you know, all the things throughout life. So, but it's ultimately your decision on what you do and not do.
1: Right, and if we if we if we um, stick to our uh, our principles, and, and if we uh, are not uh, hypocritical and we don't waver, uh, you know. History tells me that we will get the favor and the grace that we need. Now, um, I may not get what you have, but that don't mean I won't get what I need. Right. And so, you know, I may not even get that promotion on the job. I may be asked by my manager to do something that I know it may not be illegal, but it may be immoral. I may be asked to fire someone for reasons that are not really righteous reasons, you know? Right. And I may come back and tell my, my, my manager, listen, you know, I can't do that, or I cannot make that person's job so difficult they will want to leave just because you don't like them, you know, because that's not a moral thing to do. Now, that might mean that I don't get the next promotion that I want, but I may not make the money, but I may have the joy, and I think sometimes we confuse the benefit, thinking that um, flourishing means you know more money. Flourishing means I get a promotion, but it might mean the promotion gives me a more uh, a com- complicated life. It may mean that the promotion <laughs> right. caused me to feel like now I'm really in hell, and I might would have been better off without a promotion. And, and 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 so flourishing, I guess I'm saying, doesn't always mean more material things. So it did not always mean a higher promotion or a higher ranking thing. Flourishing may simply be that I have more joy in where I am at this point in my
0: life. Yep. So you're here to hear people. This is Dr. Michael G. Daniels uh, giving you his point of view on everything. Uh, Dr. Daniels, do you have anything else that you like to bring um, before us dealing with the church and, and whatnot?
1: Well, you know, I just want to just let all of our listeners know um, that um, – um, at the request of some of our members We're going to be um, um, Moving the podcast to um, Facebook Live shortly And so I want everybody to stay tuned And we'll keep you abreast of what's going on And I'm asking all of our members and all of our listeners To share with somebody else uh, Let other people know what's going on So um, uh, they can get involved too I- I'm looking for a minimum of 1,000 listeners every week So uh, let's, let's work, work hard to get that Make that a reality
0: you know what, Pastor, one one thing that we do have now, because we've been doing this a while, is all the new listeners that come in, we got we got a good little um, we got some content out there. We got a lot of content out there that you're able to click on the other past episodes that we've done and get a lot of wisdom. And I know we have covered a lot of things here um, in the past five months or so that can really help some people get out some situations or better yet, prevent some situations from happening because there's the marriage and relationship um, series that we did that helped me out in my marriage a lot and and I know of other people that has helped out their marriage and got them communicating uh, much more so just taking a listen to that um, for the new listeners to come in and for the people that's been with us from the beginning it doesn't hurt to go back and and listen to some of the other stuff that we have said this is your CB Baker thank you so much till next time